into the online broadcast network. AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after show entertainment. Johnson. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Ruby fans, and welcome to the Ruby After Buzz TV After Show. Today we are covering Episode 9, Search and Destroy, and Episode 10, Mountain Glen. And of course, I'd never be able to do this without my wonderful co-host, Patrick Dees. Thank you for having me. I'm back two in a row. It's a streak. Oh, my streak? gosh. Two? Uh, is two a streak? That's pretty good. All right, I'm, 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 I'm back. Two in a row. We'll Takes three points to make a line. Fair enough. Fair enough. And my glorious co-host, Mark Donica. Oh, pretty glorious. That's, we're not as glorious without our, our leading lady. So, yes, thank you. Unfortunately, Lord Megantron cannot be here today, so Starscream is taking over the podcast. <laughs> by which I mean, essentially, yes. By which I mean, I'm Katie Cullen, and I will be leading tonight. And, of course, joining us are very special guests, Jeff Williams, composer, and Casey Williams, vocalist. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, How guys. you doing? Welcome, All welcome. Right. So, the music, I have to say the music in the show is absolutely fantastic. Just want to give everyone a little round of applause. Yeah. Yeah. An award-winning round of applause. Yeah. Yes, an award. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. So, what's the uh, process for composing? Are the scenes already mission, already animated when they get to you? Do you sit down with Miles and Carrie and Monty and talk about what you, what you want to do? What's the process? Um, <clears throat> the process uh, changes as we go throughout the season. We usually start off pretty solid, <laughs> and there's a lot of uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of animation that we have uh, finished that I can work on. Um, things also go very much out of order. Uh, I might work on something in the middle of the season and then work back on the, the an earlier episode, so that can be a little bit uh, confusing. As yeah, as the timeline goes on and on, we get closer to the end. I, um, a lot of times I'll just get 15 seconds of a stick figure drawing that says, unbelievable fight scene here. <laughs> uh, kind of imagining some of it, but, you know, we've been doing this for a while, so, um, so, we're, so we're used to that. Um, but, um, usually with the big action stuff that, uh, that I, uh, write very sort of like closely timed to, um, usually that stuff gets done early enough so that I have it and it's done and I can compose specifically to it and then some of the other stuff some of the stuff like in uh, episodes 9 and 10 it's a little bit more like background music behind conversations and things like that so it's not quite as like uh, tightly choreographed but um, Rooster Teeth actually they have a pretty good um, they have a pretty um, clear image uh, idea of what they want for most of the music through most of the episodes all right. Have they ever come to you with a rush job? Like we forgot we need this scene to have music. Please help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've interviewed a lot of people, and I think hands down that's my favorite answer thus far. That's fantastic. Like, well, so what's yeah. been uh, you know for people who don't know, kind of what's uh, you know what's been your relationship to Rooster Teeth prior to, to Ruby, and how did you guys get involved? I think I mean everybody's loved it, but you know kind of what 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 was the process of getting here? 
Yeah. Um, uh, uh, forever ago, um, I worked with uh, I worked with a girl who was in a band called Trocadero. And All right. Well, that explains that. All right. Band Trocadero wrote the original music for um, for Red vs. Blue for all those years. So um, she just came to me, and I was mostly just running a recording studio at the time. And she said, um, this was, you know, 12 years ago, uh, like Red vs. Blue season one or two or something like that, I believe. And, um, you know, they just wanted to come to my studio and record a CD. And I was like, you can do that. You, you have money? And they said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is the golden question. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, but just come over and we'll just record sure. it. <laughs> Uh, and I hit it off well with Nico, and we did a, a, um, a, a one-season Rooster Teeth um, series together called The Strangerhood, which was kind of a funny reality show type thing based yeah. on The Sims. The Sims, yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it's it was coming back. a show, but uh, didn't get off the ground so much. But um, So I worked with, with him on that, so that was my original introduction to Rooster Teeth, and... Um, and yeah, I didn't do much for them for a few years. And then when they brought Monty on to do Red vs. Blue season um, eight, they knew they were going to need some like bigger action music and sure. orchestral and stuff like that. And so someone said, hey, you should talk to Jeff about it. So um, so I started just writing them some music and just kept kind of throwing everything at it from uh, from there up. All right, fair enough. So what was that initial... I, it really interests me, that all of this process. What was that initial conversation like? So they come to you, you know, what did they bring to you, kind of concept drawings, or what did it initially look like when they say, hey, we've got this show? Because I think Ruby's hard to sum up in a sentence or two. So what, you know, how did they approach you about it? Oh, for, for Ruby. Yeah. Yes. Right, so, yeah, so that was the deal, is that uh, is after a few years, we kind of wrapped up the story that we were doing in Red vs. Blue, and it was the idea that Monty... Uh, the animator Monty Ohm that he had this new show um, and I guess it was just at that point it was just kind of natural because I had written it's like Monty just goes around kicking things and I just follow him around with a guitar kind of <laughs> 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 um, so it was just kind of a natural thing I guess that um, that I would just um, do the Ruby stuff so um, Monty's from uh, we're up in Boston we're not in Austin which is one thing that a lot of people don't realize that we're not in um, Austin with, with Rooster Teeth work sure. here in Massachusetts um, but Monty is originally from Providence so Monty would come back around the holiday and we would just get together with him and just sit in a restaurant all day while Monty would just like tell us these incredible stories about what Ruby was going to be and show us right. these pictures and these ideas and jump around the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's like that. It's like that. So coffee awesome. with Monty means that you get the entire story. It's I think legit. we have a goal. As if I wasn't yeah. jealous enough yeah. about Monty. Yeah, like breakfast, lunch, and like snacks with Monty to like <laughs> try to keep up with everything he's done. Yeah. Excellent. Like, awesome. I've, I've always wanted somebody to follow me around as I kick stuff and play music, so I'm like incredibly jealous of Monty right now. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's, I, thank you for the best mental image it's, I've had in a week. The best. <laughs> Congratulations again on the streamy. Were you able to come out to LA for those? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey didn't, didn't want to make it out for it because she had just started school. And Makes she sense. Was, yeah, if you can imagine, I'm like, no, you can miss school. And she's like, nope. I'm going to kill it at school this year, so... Um, <laughs> Respect. Uh, yeah. Actually, it was uh, it was a really interesting award show. It was very cool. How they, um, or why they had Starship perform was kind of an interesting kind of a last-minute kind of thing. Sure. Fun. It, yes, sound, it sounded ship. like it was very last-minute. Like, from the 80s, Starship, 
And yeah, that was the uh, sort of headlining performer at the end of the show. Last year it was Vanilla Ice, so it was kind of no. an No. Yeah, really? And he did the Ninja Rap, too. You're damn right. Like yeah. yeah, okay. The internet seems to be big on nostalgia. Fair it's enough. an award yeah, show yeah. run by the internet. Right. So, Casey, how involved are you in the process? Do you get to uh, hear the music while it's being composed and know what you're in for, or do you just receive the sheet music and the lyrics and go for it? Oh, no. I I hear it beforehand, definitely, all the time. <laughs> do you have yeah. a lot of input? Um, yeah. Yeah. We, um, we go back and forth a lot on what different tones we want for the sound, for, for the song, and yeah, I definitely get the stuff beforehand. Sometimes I give advice on how I think it's sounding, you know, like, case, like, what do you think about this? And... I'm one of the most honest people out there, so I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely um, I'm probably a good source for whether something sounds good or not. Well, great. A lot yeah, of that's we just good. feed each other music back and forth, like, constantly, you know? It's just constantly, like, listen to this Michael Jackson, listen to this Sleeping With Sirens, listen, you know, we go back and forth, like, music, like, just all day, every day, just like, did you hear this? Did you see this? Mm-hmm. That sounds fantastic. That's metal. We actually we have a question from Twitter from awesome. uh, Alex Speckman. Um, to for both of you, what's been your favorite song to either perform or write for Ruby? It's super high. Some of them I haven't heard yet. So. Oh, 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 we like some of our new songs. Pre-order the season two soundtrack now. <laughs> exactly. There's some new stuff that we're pretty excited about. That uh, here, wait, whisper in my ear. <laughs> okay, everybody, expert oh, listeners. Oh, okay. oh, oh, well, we can say that. Um, we fans think that we're such teases, and we don't mean to be, but we just we're excited about the the, the, the new. We're always excited about the new stuff. No, you can tell. You can definitely tell. Give us an the, after buzz exclusive. The, um, the end credits song for uh, for for this year's final episode and for the DVD. Um, yeah, we're pretty we're pretty excited about that one. So. So Casey says that that's that's one that um, she's really psyched about. So that's cool. Something else to look forward to. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I guess I, I can't really say. It's really hard for me to uh, think about favorite anything. I, I don't know. Yeah, no. That's, no, that's yeah. totally fair. It's like choosing like children, the song right? Gold a lot. That's like this like disco song that's on yes. uh, the last year's <laughs> soundtrack. And uh, that's pretty. it's a pretty fun one. You know, I mean, we're kind of known for like this, like super intense, like rock stuff, but it's like a really kind of a sweet, um, like kind of seventies disco kind of a song. So that's kind of that one's more kind of like my speed, like yeah. I'm super down. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, no, all of the all of the tracks have their own sort of voice in relation to where they are in the show and for what characters they're supposed to be, and that one that one just takes you away to a different place. It's yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. Just thinking about um, the story of of um, of of Yang and Ruby, mm-hmm. and just I mean, my imagination sort of like drives a lot of this stuff. And fortunately, so far, um, the Ruby team and Rooster Teeth haven't said like y- y- you shouldn't say those things, Jeff. <laughs> 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 um, but you know, with that, it was just kind of like, well, I mean, I, we know that Ruby lost her mom when she was young and we know that Yang is her half-sister so she went to live with her so there's this just this idea that Yang was just old, the older sister who was trying to comfort um, um, comfort Ruby so that's where that song kind of came from yeah. 
Gotcha. Beautiful. I've got a couple of questions from the chat if you guys are ready. So they want to awesome. ask um, specifically, Casey, two questions for you. They want to know, do you play any instruments? And then what do you do specifically to warm up your voice before recording? All right. Um, I do play I do play some instruments. I, uh, I mainly play piano, and I started that maybe a year ago or a little less than a year ago now. And um, I've played some instruments in the past. I know a lot of the basics of drums... Um, and I did play violin for a really long time, but, um, I don't do that anymore, but I mainly, uh, focus on my voice and, and my piano playing. And to warm up my voice, most of the time it's just screaming my head off in the shower, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) You are one of us, for sure. That's really, that's impressive. It's like like an hour and a half long shower. (laughs) (laughs) Getting very clean and very warmed up. uh, A lot of rocks. Screaming going on there. Uh, oh, you it. gotta go to acoustics. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm always like, oh, you, you gotta have to sing a little while. Guess you'll be in the shower for the next hour. <laughs> <laughs> How was your experience with the drums? I think mine to this point has been trying to play rock band on like the very easiest setting and being <laughs> terrible. It's like green, blue, damn it. I'm the worst. <laughs> what did you do specifically? I, I to-, to play drums. I can teach you to play drums. Okay, I'm gonna take you up on that. I think after that, I'm a, I'm a hopeless cause, so we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Skype drum lessons. No, yeah, I, I, oh, trying to get rhythm on that. It'd be so hard. <laughs> the lag. Just, just the lag. I don't... <laughs> so do you guys, another question from the chat. They'd like to know if you guys, either of you, have a favorite Ruby character in general. Somebody you identify with or somebody you just think is the, the biggest ass kicker. I don't know. I go first? Sure. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard not to love Nora. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's very yeah. hard not to love Nora. It's hard not to love Nora just because she's just so, uh, I don't know, she's just so funny and she's just so adorable and like breaking at the same time. She's, um, she's very bombastic. <laughs> she is. Uh, there you yeah. go. I'm going with Nora. <laughs> um,. I don't know if I have. I mean, I think I can pinpoint uh, a specific uh, favorite, but I I love mostly all of them for their specific um, aspects and characteristics, and maybe even costumes or weapons. Like Ruby is my favorite for her costume and her weapon, but Blake is my favorite for her faunus aspect. Um, but I think maybe Sun is my favorite. <laughs> okay, all right. He's great. He's just really awesome. Yeah. He's just fun. Yeah, some intangible sort of fun. Yeah. On yeah. that note, and Yang is is just also so so fun. Yes. To, you know, and she is so much like Barbara. So to love to love Barbara is to love Yang is to love Barbara, and we love Barbara. <laughs> I would imagine Excellent. that Barbara explodes slightly less often. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to hope that. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to go ahead and start the recap for Episode 9. Feel free to join in. Okay. So we start off with Team Ruby, back, w- back where Episode 8 ended, realizing that they are going to be shadowing Professor Ublek, or as he is quick to tell them, Dr. Ublek. He didn't earn a PhD for fun. I and would. this is you. You would earn a PhD. I totally earn a PhD for fun. Would you earn your PhD in dance? Yes. Yes. Because that's fun. Dance is fun. 
So while they're still processing that, we also run into Team Juniper and Sun and Neptune and learn where they're going to be. Team Juniper is also going out of the city, but they're going to a nearby town to shadow the sheriff because Nora and Ren wanted to do that, of all people. And everyone just kind of went along. And Sun and Neptune wanted to explore the kingdom a little more when it wasn't going crazy and blowing up, as it tends <laughs> to do exploded. around Team Ruby. Yep. And so they are shadowing crime specialists. They get junior badges. Junior badges? Best, Poor John is best just shot like, of that show. Jeez. John just so excited. Like, what? What badges? Come on. Imagine Miles in the recording booth making that noise. I think that was a natural thing when he read, when he like, he forgot what he wrote and then when he saw it, he's like, oh man, I want a, I want a badge now. It was a total natural reaction. Those little wings they used to give you on Delta flights when you met the pilot. Yeah. that used Way to, Jazz. Yeah, like, I'm still walking to the pilot. I mean, definitely. I'm still, I'm still, <laughs> still trying, I'm still trying to take advantage of that. Um, I feel like with security measures, that's a bad thing. This is a true story, and uh, not to deviate too much, but there was a point when I was 16, before 9-11, I was actually on a flight, and we were trying to see how much trouble we could get into. That's a terrible oh, idea. No. It was a terrible idea. So I, the guy came on, the, 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 the captain came on and said, hey, this is Captain Johnson, and I stood up and screamed, oh my god, not him again. Um, <laughs> and to which they walked me to the front of the plane, and I had apologized everybody, this is Patrick Dees, and I've never actually flown with Captain Johnson, but that that's actually the last pair of wings I got. So. <laughs> and you wonder why. So, yeah. Nope. You nope. know your Auto name's on Delta's blacklist. Yeah, 100%. Beat this guy again. <laughs> so, continuing on, <laughs> right. 10 to 1 odds, we see Sun and Neptune shadowing Detective Bernie and Detective Joel later I on. Wait. I I hope so. I will be surprised if they don't. Yeah. But we find the girls are off to Mountain Glen, which is a failed extension of the city. Right, they tried right. to expand outwards. It didn't work as planned. It got overrun with Grimm and cut off from the city, and pretty much everyone died. So they're essentially going to Roanoke. Well, yeah. put it that way. <laughs> yeah. And we drop time. a few octaves. Oh. <laughs> and Ruby, despite being instructed to leave her bag behind, has brought her backpack with her. Because she brought her adorable corgi with her. Who can leave Zwei behind? Yeah, we never got a chance to talk about Zwei last time. No, we didn't. Stan! Hold on, I'm I'm getting uh, Zwei's voice actor in. Oh my goodness. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) This is the best exclusive exclusive. we have ever gotten. (laughs) I wasn't expecting a three-person interview. (laughs) Oh, this is awesome. Oh. I think everybody oh. was. Oh, look at that! Oh, buddy. <laughs> what's 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 this guy's name? This is Stan. Hey, Stan. Hi, Stan. Hey, puppy. Thank you for joining us. Hey. Make barking noises in your face. <laughs> My oh, voice goes up about three octaves when the dog shows up. Camera shy. Was, was Stan actually an inspiration for the show? No, 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 no not so much. No. Okay, okay, fair enough. He actually isn't Zwei's voice actor. Ah. The same way that. Casey is Weiss's um, singing, singing voice? voice actor. Gotcha. Maybe. All right. Okay. So that way, Stan will be uh, will turn out to be Zwei's singing voice actor. So you'll have to just wait and see what that's all about. <laughs> wow. that's, uh, I'm I'm what? imagining the I'm, end I'm of Excel saga. I'm even more excited about future episodes. Absolutely. Buzz. Yep. Exclusive. <laughs> singing Zwei. Singing Zwei. And Tumblr explodes. Thank you for that. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) 
And instead of getting in trouble, we find out that Ublek has a thing for dogs. Yeah. They're known to be they're known to have heightened senses and be very useful in helping in combat and plus they're adorable. Mm-hmm. So Ruby is a genius. And we move on to our first Grim sighting outside the wall. Beowulf shows up and we learn that Grim are attracted to negative emotions. Anger, hatred, fear, despair. Which almost becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Once you get one Grim in the city and people are starting to panic, people freaking out is just going to bring more of them right, in. Right, right. So it's, it's like having a hole in the dam. So they decide, well, maybe if we track this one, it'll lead us to the pack, and the pack will lead us to whom we're trying to find. The White Fang, the Hideout, the Villains, whomever. Or the pack could attack us. And there's the pack! And it turns into a fighting game. I love the split-screen effects that we had here. Yeah, Yeah, it was rad. No, yeah, yeah, everybody getting a chance to really match up and see, and they're done. Taken care of. Instantly. Well, yeah, it's it brutal efficiency. Yeah, 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 yeah. Agreed. Well, yeah. Ublak asked them to show yeah. off. And they did. And I think they did. And they, they nailed really it. did. <laughs> Which was good, though. You know, and I think that, that, that served two purposes here, I think. So, one, you know, they showed their efficiency. But two, I think it allowed for a shorter fight scene allowed for a lot a deeper delve into all of the characters. We were talking off mic, but one of my absolute favorite... Uh, this is one of my favorite episodes to, to this point so far. And I think because, uh, you know, I've commented regularly on how well Ruby develops characters in such a short amount of time, but it's never a real deep dive. And I feel like as we get further in and the professor keeps asking them, hey, so why do you want to be a huntress? I think it, I, for me anyway, like it had me very introspective. Like, why do I do anything? Why do I want to be anything? And mm-hmm. I thought, uh, I thought it really showed a lot of insight as they were, you know, cause everybody had this knee jerk, right? Everybody had, an answer, yeah. and then all of them went back and went. Well, you know, like wait a minute, like why do I, why do I actually want to do this? And I thought it showed from a character perspective. I thought it was hands down the best episode in 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 in, in really illustrating the fact they are three dimensional characters, right? They're not just you know these awesome huntresses that do kick a lot of ass. Yeah, yeah, and they all. You're right. They all had surface answers, and you can run on a surface answer for a while. Totally. But the second that they question, no, killing monsters is what you do. Why do you want to do it? Yeah. Okay, you want to right the wrongs of the world. How? The second they have to start questioning their motivations and get into the whys and hows is the second it starts falling apart. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, and I think that's awesome too. I think one of my favorite things about Ruby is that I think people of all ages can relate. Like, I think oh, as yeah. you're young and you're growing up, you're saying, well, what do I want to be? Why do I want to be it? But I think even people our age, like, you know, as you're getting into your, your professions, it's just like, I think, I think it's super healthy to reflect as to, you know, why, why are you doing what you're doing? Because to your point, you can very easily just yeah. coast on autopilot for oh, like yeah. a long time. And it's, it does not do you any favors in the long run. And and getting a chance getting a chance to see them audibly, not just sort of in their actions, but to actually have conversations like in this and the next episode yeah, yeah. about just having that shoulder to to lie on and lay on and talk to. Like it shows how they're growing as individuals and as a group. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And I love that we actually got that sleepover talk because. Yeah. This is what girls do at sleepovers. Are yeah. you awake? <laughs> and it sounded, it felt very authentic. I, I, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it just felt like real. None of it was forced. It was not. Hey, look, let's get some exposition right here. It was. It was neat. They sound like people. Totally. But we're jumping a little ahead because there's another thing I, I want to hit on: <laughs> the elephant grim. Because Ruby oh, yeah, is yeah. the only person who was not asked why she wants to be a huntress. Mm. She knows, but she, she asks Ublak, and Ublak wants to help people. He wants to learn, he wants to spread education, he wants to understand, and he shows her these grim called Goliaths, and they're elephants. 
which kind of blew my mind a little bit. Yeah, they're they're not necessarily well, intimidating. They're majestic. They're large, and and he talked about their intelligence and their learning. They're terrifying. And they're and that's not even intimidating. More they are terrifying. And, and because they're waiting for humans to fall apart internally, so they can move in and take them down. It's like the White Walkers in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, you know, yes, I want to agree. I think, but to a certain to a certain degree, it's a good device, right? Because they're also they're they're making them a little sympathetic. Like, who wants to kill an elephant, right? Like that imagery was very like, okay, they're majestic, they're wise, all of these things. But it very much, I think, had you empathize with them as a foe a little bit. No, Didn't me anyway. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It, yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't just like um, it gave them the mind. It turned off the mind. This killing and made you made you go, okay. Well, they might be attracted to all this negativity and yeah. stuff, but but why and what made them that? It maybe you question it more than them just being fodder. Yeah, and, and Ublek's attention to history. Also, I like I yes. like seeing him yes. getting rounded out in this Absolutely. too. Well, because her knee jerk was what like, hey, let, oh, let's kill it, and then let's like let's take a step back and be and no, really no. examine. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, where this came from again. and where we're going. Right. Just, so we need to wrap this up a little bit. Sure. Okay. Do we have sure. any final final question uh, from the chat? D- final Final question from Twitter? I have a final question from chat. I'll go go really quickly. Guys, for you two, if you had a weapon, would it be music related? Would you have a guitar that also turns into a gun? What would it be? All of chat wants to know. I know. I know. What's, so I'm what's, your, what's your dream Is weapon? it a microphone that turns into a sword? I don't know. Is I, it an entire piano? Yes. Is it music related? These are all great ideas. <laughs> you don't have to go music with that. I feel like we're pigeonholing you a little bit. Team Bremen. For the Bremen Town musicians, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll, we'll tweet at you later. Now, take some time. Well, yeah, like, I, I think feel this is an important enough answer that I feel like you should be given some time. Had, yeah. Totally. <laughs> all good. All good. But then we also had a question um, from Miss Nerdgasms. Um, yes. Can we expect... Are, are there? Is there going to be more of a united team theme song for, like, Team Juniper or Team Ruby or, or any of the teams when they go... Yes. Yeah? Yep. Excellent. Very well, cool. Fun. Just yeah. pat that up. You're just giving us all kinds of things to look forward to. This is fantastic. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we did a soundboard with that. Like, <laughs> nailed it. Because I had a good answer for it. So, yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for coming on tonight. We had a great time talking with you. Yeah, you guys are great. Thank puppy. you so much. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. see you guys. Thanks see again. Yeah. Have a good night. They're great. Yeah, that was awesome. That was fun. That was an absolute blast. And the dog. <laughs> I think everybody's, everybody's mind is blown. What does Zwei's zing voice mean? All I can mean? think of is the end theme of Excel Song, where they have Menchie, the little dog, just singing, and then someone there speaking an oh, interpretation. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I haven't seen Excel Song in years. I, abs- I absolutely hope there's no words. There's just it's just subtitles, like somebody you know, just like singing in Klingon or <laughs> fantastic. One person can understand him, and it's like this is such a beautiful uh, song, and everyone else is like, "What?" All they really can understand. They understand oh, each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he did cool. cover his ears when she told him to. That's awesome. And that was and barked once, barked, barked yes. once, and not twice. Absolutely. Man, that was a, what, a, what cool guest. Like, I, again, it's my favorite part of doing the show. I think I have a new favorite part every time we get together. But <laughs> I like the, just the, the the insight and, like, I don't know, like singing dogs, things that I never would have expected to learn every time we sit And down. hopefully it's not just, like, a dog singing Christmas album or something like that, <laughs> that type of a thing. I'd buy it. No, I would, too. I would buy it. I would buy it. Hello. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely Jen Brown, voice of Pira. 
Welcome to the show. Hey, Jen. Hi. I can't see anybody. No, that's <laughs> Unfortunately, that is the rub. I, we can yeah. see you, and I love your frames. I'm just saying. Oh, gosh, thank you. Oh, well, I think welcome. the dress is adorable. Yeah, sure. Jen, sorry, you'd just be staring at me the whole time, and I don't think you really want to see Not a guy. sight you want to see. I'm telling you <laughs> now. Sight of a head? No. He's a handsome man. I give him Fair grief, but he is a handsome wow. man back in the booth. Yes, thank you, Stephen, for boothing tonight. Sweet, and every night, yep. really. Sweet boothing, bro. All right, guys, so we have Jen Brown on the line here at After Buzz TV. We are live, so get on the live chat. Please. And Please on Twitter. Do. We're on the Twitter hashtag RubyABTV. R-W-B-Y-A-B-T-V. Yeah. Alphabet soup. So please submit your questions via the chat and via Twitter. How are you doing tonight, Jen? Oh, I'm fabulous. I'm real good. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Thanks of course, for being on. we are yeah. thrilled yeah. to have you on. So your character type for Rooster Teeth seems to be ginger mother hens who can wipe the floor with everyone around them. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Excellent the synopsis. Well done. What was yeah. the audition process for Pira? Were you going for a different character? Did you know that this is what you wanted to do? How'd that go? Well, with Pira, she was they pretty much already had me in mind. So I just went in and they're like, this is the character we have in mind. This is who we're pretty sure we want you to play. So it was pretty much already decided. They just, you know, kind of gave me the script and I was like, I did it. And they're like, yep, that was right. That's uh-huh, what we wanted. Uh-huh, nailed it. Yep. <laughs> Badass ginger mother hens. Best audition ever. <laughs> nailed it. She's, little, she's different, though. I mean, that's what I like as far as like, yeah, she's a ginger. Yeah, she kicks ass. But she's not like Carolina at no. all. Well, at least not that we don't know yet. Well, We're stunningly capable. Carolina, representing the gingers here, I'm just taking umbrage <laughs> in the fact that everybody's shocked that a ginger can kick some ass. That's all I'm saying. I know you can't see me, but I'm just uh, I'm taking off for gingers everywhere. We kick a little bit of ass I, on the road. We know I, that gingers are dangerous. dangerous. I know some pretty tough gingers. Uh, gingers <laughs> are dangerous. It's an exception. You can't even say that with a straight face. It's okay. We're not the most dangerous. No, I I'm know dangerous gingers. Fair enough. You're not one of them, but <laughs> I know dangerous gingers. I, I think I saw the tough gingers at a club down on Hollywood Boulevard. I don't yeah, know. Oh, a bunch of shooting a couple years ago. They were great. They killed. Yes, killed. Guys, you should we be careful. We can B-sides. Copper Cab's actually been to After Buzz, so you should be careful. All right. Uh, all right. So, from Twitter, uh, <laughs> um, we, we got some, some questions from the, the Ruby Faithful. Um, we did. And this one is, approximately how many times have you recorded the lines, hello again, and I'm sorry? <laughs> Excellent, excellent question, Twitter. Thank you. Thank you to 24-Hour Call Center. That is a a really good question. Uh, A lot. A lot. lot. Okay. Okay. We're not keeping a tally. It's like every time it shows up, I just say it like a million different times, and they just pick which one they want to use that's appropriate. Don't you think you have enough where you can pull from the pool so that I can skip this line? No, I actually, oddly enough, I feel like each one is in a different scenario and requires a slightly different intonation, so I have recorded it differently every single time. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? Well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. What do you do to get into character for Pira? How do you Uh, kind of warm up before you get in the booth? Warm up? Well, I do normal vocal warm ups, just making sure that my throat is ready to handle it because she's much higher than I my normal voices. Mm-hmm. And um, the main thing I do is stand on my tippy toes. I've, I've said this before in titles and things, but it, it works. I don't know what it is. Like, 
Like for Caroline, I hunch down, but for Pira, I have to get really tall. And it, I don't know. It just makes me feel more regal. That's oh, a really good way to see that. Conveying sure. body language helps you get into the mind of that type of a person. And for Pira, oh, that totally absolutely. makes sense. Well, especially yeah, yeah. with voiceover, because mm-hmm. you're yeah. not. You don't have anyone else, so it all has to come from you. Exactly. So you have to use what you have, and you have yourself in there. And you do have yourself in there. <laughs> one of my favorite quotes of the show so far. Fantastic. What do you do to get ready? Like when you're uh, when you're getting ready to have yourself in there. Like what do you? Yeah, you get in a specific mindset, or is there any any routine that you have before you sit down to record? Stand up tall to record. <laughs> Drive to the studio. Yeah, get in the booth. Yeah. We usually have a really long and ridiculous conversation with Miles beforehand. Right. <laughs> Here's your motivation. Like, hey, buddy, what's up? <laughs> Making jokes. We pretty much just fool around. Like, honestly, the sessions could probably get recorded a lot faster. But Miles and I just make jokes and do weird voices. Fantastic. Here's your motivation and here's a cute picture of my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. The the whole chat wants to know in your recording thus far, what's been your favorite blooper? Maybe thing that you've messed up and had to re-record 400 times or maybe a joke that somebody played on you? Booth stories. Yeah. We want booth stories. We do want booth stories. Well, (laughs) (laughs) this will be good. Okay, I guess I have to my favorite thing so far this season so when I went in to record, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but it was like one of the first episodes of the season, and they had just gotten this new sound booth. And Miles was like, be careful, it's kind of tricky, to, it's hard to close. And <laughs> there's like a little lip up into it, and he didn't tell me, and I like went in, and I tripped on it a little bit, and almost fell. Uh-huh. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't close the door for the life of me. Like, it took me, like, 20 minutes, it felt like. Just, like, <laughs> like, pulling and pulling and pulling. And Miles, I could just see him on the other side of the glass because I didn't have my headphones on yet. So I couldn't hear him, and I just saw him going. <laughs> <laughs> laughing at me. Like, Fantastic. Like, trying to close the door. And then after the session, I can't remember if it was the same one. Basically, I'm really clumsy. I can't remember if it was the same one, but I came out of the booth, and then I was going into where uh, Miles was, and I tripped and, like, flew inside (laughs) where he was. You know how to make an entrance. Really? I was almost expecting the I couldn't close the door story to end with you accidentally locking yourself in the booth, and I'm really glad that didn't happen. There's not that ability, thank God, because if there was, I would have done it by now, I'm sure. If there was, they would have left Michael in the booth overnight. Or someone in the booth overnight. <laughs> I, I think my favorite part of the story is the fact that tripping is a blooper for you. That, I mean, that's just every day for me. Like, yeah. Six foot four, I'm still growing into my body. This is a problem. So I'm, oh, I didn't mean that to sound like I don't do that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. We're in good company. Uh, though. We've thing. already yeah. established that Patrick is ginger, but not a badass. Right. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not silent. I'm far from a ninja. This is correct. <laughs> Do we have any more questions from Twitter or the chat? Or um, not yet. A lot of stuff that's already been answered, which is uh, similar things to like, um, what is it like trying to com- convey um, Pira as opposed to Carolina? 
That's a great question. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. Well, with with Pira, I get to tap into the more lighthearted, optimistic side. Okay. Um, that doesn't come up much with Carolina. No. <laughs> sure. It does, but it's it's never like yay. <laughs> um, and so it's it's lovely because I get to flirt with that a little bit and bring a little bit of joy to her. Um, but she also has some serious. She's she's serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Uh, we actually do a, a, a similar question was um, what has been your f- favorite or most challenging line to record all season or, or scene? Oh, well, my favorite was definitely her speech with Jean um, on uh, at the dance after the dance when he comes up to talk to her and like an idiot doesn't realize she doesn't have a date he's so thick (laughs) and that little speech she gives about how lonely it is when you know everyone thinks the world of you and you can't actually get close to anybody because they put you up on this pedestal and I just I really loved that and I felt like it really helped explain a lot of her personality and her and I just thought it was really nice I liked doing that speech a lot and you we can, we enjoyed you uh, hearing you do it. It was a very wonderful performance. It was a very sweet speech. Uh, yeah. And now you can tell that you loved it. It comes across just in your answer. Mm-hmm. I, it's it's cool to see that passion. I think that's one of been again across all the interviews we've been lucky enough to have is just the just how into it everybody. Everybody's so excited to Everyone be part of this project for sure. Yeah. Is oh there my god, d- absolutely. I mean, why wouldn't you be? I mean, I think if you wouldn't be, then you're a horrible, weird person. Totally, I wouldn't trust that person for sure. Like, so, yes. <laughs> well, if you I weren't interested in Ruby, you. Wouldn't be watching right now. Fair enough. So Sick there burn, is bro. That. And Sick burn. Yeah. Question. So. Question from the booth guy. Hey, booth um, guy. As a voice actor, what do you like? Who are your idols? Like, who do you be like? Oh my god! If I met this person, it'd be crazy. Is like Billy West, Katie Zagal. Like, who are the people e. that you're e. just daily? Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Silence. Brought it down. Uh, I love. Well, obviously, Nancy Cartwright's pretty rad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Obviously, aside from the whole... Wait, no, she's not the Scientologist. One of them is a Scientologist. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things that we tend to forget about a lot of people because they're too cool. You just don't want to believe it. I bet. I know. It makes uh, you so sad. Yardley Smith, that's the one who's a Scientologist. Uh, okay. Is she? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Oh. Like independent of what they believe, it doesn't affect their voice acting. Yeah. No, no, not yeah, at yeah. all. No, not at all. Not at all. It makes um, you less inclined to hang out with them. I don't yeah, know. I know some uh, pretty cool Scientologists. All right. Good. All right. <laughs> Great way to put a pin in that. Nailed yeah, it. Thank <laughs> you. Obviously, Joe DiMaggio, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. He just seems like a guy uh, you'd hang out and have a beer with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. John Benjamin, every love. Every oh, yeah. Love. John. But, uh, ugh. <laughs> Do you not? <laughs> love it. Love it. All right, that's all I had. Let's come up to LA and we'll have a voice actors party and it'll be great. Uh, Can we yeah. throw one? Just do yeah. that. I think we throw one. We'll just see who shows up. I like it. Yeah, that we'll have a voice actor party. Sounds great. Well, you, say, you know, like when you're recording, you know, you, like to your point, you're you're by yourself in that booth. Do you ever get surprised or a moment when you see kind of the finished product and you're like, man, that came together well, or I didn't see this coming, or what is that uh, like? 
Absolutely, yeah, for for sure. I mean, you you have a feeling when you're reading the script and you're doing it, like, oh, this this is this is good. This yeah, will, yeah. this will be good, I think. <laughs> yeah. But and you know they give you the thumbs up and they're like, yeah, that was a good take. So you you trust them. But it's always a surprise when you actually get to watch it all together and hear everyone. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It's just kind of surprising sometimes how like even though you're not able to act against anyone else in the booth the reactions off of each other always work. Like, everyone sounds like they're responding to exactly who they're responding to, when in reality, you're actually just responding to Miles. Sure. I mean, <laughs> so that's in the writing. Yeah, so no, that's yeah. good acting and good voice direction. Yeah, 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 yeah. agreed. Yeah, do, you guys get to, do you guys get together when you've got a finished product? Do you guys all get together, you know, before it goes live? Do you guys all sit and watch it together and eat popcorn and cheer? And no. This is in my mind. <laughs> This is this magical party that I'm having. I'm, I'm just envisioning you guys all together. I'd like to do that. That sounds super I'm fun. <laughs> I'm telling you, voice actor party. I like it. We'll throw it Jen, out here. We'll we, make that happen, Jen. We've developed drinking games for Ruby as well as the after show where one of them is where every time Katie says Tumblr, we take a shot. Shot, shot. What's, what's like a... What's tumbler, like a, tumbler, tumbler. Yeah, I'm, I'm wasted. Jesus. In Jesus. Jen, what is... <laughs> What is a Rooster Teeth exclusive drinking game that you guys like to play with your like with if you're ever watching your shows or if you're with fans or anything like that? Every time Piero apologizes. Oh, that Ooh. would be your <laughs> <table>. <laughs> Alcohol poisoning. Yes. God, I've never played one. I should totally I've never thought about that. Maybe it's because I'm like old and drinking games. I don't think about drinking games anymore. No, no, this, is, this is a good thing, right? Like, no, this is, Voice actor this party. Is a, <laughs> I think of like a, like a nice themed cocktail. Like I'd like to make like oh. a cocktail. What would be right. an Apira? Oh, excellent. Ooh, what question. type of drink would it be? A mojito, a uh, martini? Oh, it would be an egg white based drink. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Something classic. Smooth, but with a little bit of kick, you know that whiskey and the egg white with like some lemon. This isn't a fictional drink. You've had a Pira or three right now. I feel like <laughs> and a little bit yeah, of grenadine on top for the ginger. Had a Pira before we made this appearance. Excellent. Right, right. Uh, last question: <laughs> Is that a banana tattoo on your arm? Oh, it's my uh, Velvet Underground Warhol. Fantastic! Nice. Yeah. Oh. Fantastic. Not that you needed our approval, but we do love it. <laughs> you know what? I have been waiting for that. I have you, I have you. <laughs> Dreams come true on After Buzz TV. This is true. My, my, uh, when I got my, my tattoo on my leg, my mother was trying to uh, talk me out of it after it happened. She's like, you know, those things just stay there for forever. So I'm still, I'm in that oh, same boat. I'm still kind of waiting for, you know, approval. <laughs> Jeez. I know, it's oh, great. Patrick. I know. Oh, Patrick. We had somebody ask about blooper reels with the show, and are there any memorable bloopers you've went through while filming? Oh, gosh. I know there's a lot. It, I mean, I can't think of any, like, specific things off the top of my head, except for just the massive majority of me just saying my lines in completely inappropriate voices. Awesome. <laughs> like what? Yeah, for, for example. Um, well, like, I would like to always mess around with Miles by doing any sort of, like, Carolina lines and, like, the total valley girl boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which was always really great fodder. We'd all laugh at that. <laughs> that seems amazing. Something we're going to see in the season 12 Blu-ray? I think so. Fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> Pre-ordering <great>. now. <laughs> hey, so Jen, the, the entire chat wants to know if you had a semblance, what would it be? If I had a semblance? Yeah. Yes. Would it be banana-based? 
Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was a curveball I didn't see coming. Um, okay, if I had a semblance, I, I would, you know, I would like to be able to read people's, like, minds somehow. Like, be able to, like, yeah. rarely know what they're going to do next. Like, yeah. Like a spider sense type Selective. thing? Selective mind reading. Selective. Something you, you can turn on that. and off. Exactly. You don't okay. want to be broadcasting yeah. the entire time. That's how you go insane. Right, that would be horrible. Yes. First dates would be the worst. Just, yeah. <laughs> or the best. Worst or the best. Worst semblance ever. Are you kidding me? I would not want to hear. Oh, God. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we're terrible people. Comic-Con would be a whole different thing for you. Oh, I God, no. No. <laughs> You'd have to go be a hermit up yeah. in the mountains of Nepal. Paul uh, or yeah. uh, sorry, everybody. Jen's not making it to RTX this year for some reason. We don't know why. She can read all she, of your thoughts, she, and you're all gamers. So shame on you. Watch your language. She has a semblance issue. We this should may- probably recap the episode. Hey, now. Oh, all right. This may be a bad request. I don't know if oh, I'm going no. to ask it. You have to ask. Everyone, everyone in the chat room wants you to say something in Pura's voice, but I'll leave it up to you if you want to say anything or not. Oh, sure, but what? Apologize. Uh, How about the Samuel L. Jackson monologue from... Snakes on a Plane. Snakes on a Plane. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Explicit on iTunes. There goes the rating. Were you going Pulp Fiction? Yeah, I think he was going Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Either one. The council has made it. I recognize that the council has made a decision. Say what again? (laughs) (laughs) Not to put put you on the spot or anything. Do you need to get on your tiptoes? No, I didn't do it from here. Uh, I just have to think of what to say. Oh, gersh. Um... How about we start the episode recap, and when you've decided what you want to say, yeah, you stop us and you tell yeah, just, just us. Just we'll jump give you in a little bit it. of ponder time. Just How's that? jump in with oh, it. Oh, that puts too much pressure on it. I'll just do it right now. Do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, hello, After Buzz. It's so lovely for y'all to have me here tonight. Oh, that's absolutely <laughs> as heck. Yeah. After Buzz exclusive. I loved it. I loved Thank it. you. Nailed it. Sorry, you were saying we're going to start some sort yeah, of recap at some point. I mean, I don't, I don't even know what we're talking about. We'd all like to be Just, able to talk about the adorable puppy because we missed out on that last week. <laughs> yes, we did. Jump in um, as we go here, John. Yeah, feel free to pop in. Please. So we pick up with Glinda and Ironwood. And are we really surprised that Kathleen told us that they used to be together? Because, hello, they're meeting in the moonlight by a river. What else do you want? Don't know if it's active or it's just a sort of a respect from times gone by. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely yeah. confirmed that something, there's it, something, was, it was something a thing for sure. There yeah, was I, a I got thing. That, almost the latter, I kind of felt like, you know, this is, I like that. And Ironwood is having doubts about everything, yep. what he's doing, what's going on in the world, all sure. in himself. And Glinda straight up tells him that he needs to stop talking about trust and actually start doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's an ongoing theme. What we have here is the difference between talk and action. Sure, I want to be a huntress because this reason. Are you sure? Think about it. Base your actions on sure, that. Sure, sure. 
Uh, you know, so, and that line too, I feel like really resonated because that's only a line that I feel like um, would be taken well from a significant other to your point. Yeah. Somebody yeah. you had respect, you know, like yeah. a level of intimacy. You can't, you can't just say that to somebody that you're kind of buddy, buddy with. Yeah. If I said that to Steven, I think he'd kick me out. I think you should say it to Steven right now. Let's see what happens. Steven, you should start trusting people more. No. <laughs> <laughs> this guy Look disagrees. Look at that. Look at that. Only trust. Barbara, Kathleen, and Jen. Oh, all right. No one else. No one else. He's known you for thirty-six well, minutes, really Jen. And you just made the me. list. That's impressive. She's got a it's banana those... on her arm. Okay, <laughs> and the frames. It I is the it's banana of trust. Yep. Excellent. The, banana, the trust, trust banana. Uh, the trust banana. Fair enough. You had trust I need one now. now we have Mom, trust banana. Mom, I'm getting a second tattoo. A trust a banana. That's a plantain. Damn it. Can Yang and Pira be Team Trust Banana? Yes. Oh my God. Yes, they should absolutely. <laughs> they would be like Team Tank. You're they just right. destroy everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yep, yep. tankity uh, tank. Surprised by the Trust Banana. Uh, so then we segue into the aforementioned sleepover talk. Yep. Are you yep. awake? Well, I'm awake now. You're, You're talking. Damn right I'm awake. Discussing why everyone wants to be a huntress and what they were thinking about. Yang takes things as they come. She really is an adrenaline junkie, and it turns out that being a huntress just aligns with that part of her. Sure. She's not a take-charge sort of person. Blake has a habit of running away from her problems. She mentions Adam, which we haven't seen Adam since the trailer. Right, yeah. And I can yeah. list off five or six people, Mammoth Rider on Tumblr included, going, <laughs> Oh my god, they mentioned Adam! <laughs> yeah, and it was nice seeing the little bit of the rose on top to see that it was kind of on her mind. Yeah. It was just a nice oh, yeah. little visual. It was, it was. Yeah. 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 But she even mentioned that her semblance is leaving an image behind to take the hit while she runs. And obviously this is something that bothers her. Mm. And poor Weiss. She doesn't want her dad to ruin the company. Because her dad's ruining the company. Well, not necessarily the company, but her family name. It it was more of a, like, this is what people think the name means and stands for. And I don't like that. So I'm going to try to do everything in my power to change that and be the positive force for myself, for my family, so that we're not, people don't think that we're all just this megalomaniacal company. Well, they're intertwined at this point. It's like, you can't think of the Walton family without going, that's Walmart. Yeah. The Sneak Corporation is Walmart. It's, yeah, for sure. It felt a little naive though. Like, you know, and I think I think that was a, it was a great moment, but she said the line like, "Hey, I'm not stupid," which I think is a phrase that usually only serves to prove its own inaccuracy. So I feel like maybe there's more that will will definitely. Keep and in we still mind that our show yeah. our show is about teenagers. Right, so there's enough. always going to be people All doing right. stupid things because yep. they're teenagers. And Yang is also talking about how Ruby has always had her stuff together. She's always wanted to be the storybook hero. She's also sitting like five feet to the left. And I have to imagine that there's a sound barrier there or something. Because she says nothing. She's out. Yeah, Yeah, but when Yang is sitting in the same space, she doesn't notice Ruby wake up talk to Zwei, and then follow him out. Is what it is. There's some sort of we're not paying attention to anything on the inside barrier there, because congratulations, Yang, you are the worst watch ever. Oh, yeah. Of all time. No, oh, she watched. She just didn't listen. Oh, all right. so, I like uh, it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They've been told to listen. Like She made a point of it yeah, earlier. Okay. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I like where you're going with this, Mark. Yep. So Zwei needs to go out and mark some territory. Sure. And Ruby follows him out and finds members of the White Fang, which is who they were here to find in the first place. So instead of getting her teammates and risking fall- risking losing them, yeah. she follows them. 
acting like a ninja when she really kind of isn't. I love the exaggerated Scooby-Doo yeah, sneaking yeah, yeah. around mm-hmm. that she's doing mm-hmm. in the background here <laughs> while these poor flunkies are just talking. You hear something? Nah. I half expected them to do the, hey, you ever know why we're here? Yes. Yeah, it would have been amazing. Time, kind of it's talking. one of life's oh, great mysteries, isn't it? Wow. I mean, why are we in this abandoned city in the middle of oh, nowhere? So good. <laughs> what? It's no, on Rewrite that conversation yes. for White Fang. I'm waiting for right. it. I did admit, I admittedly, in the first episode, I really dug the Tussles, uh, Brussels. Must, that was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yep. Well, and those beats. Ruby's still following Zwei, and she falls through the pavement. The infrastructure in this city is obviously having issues because she falls through the street and winds up in an underground city. Mm-hmm. And all I can think of is Attack on Titan, because the underground city is not a good place to be there. An underground city is very rarely ever a good place to be. No, 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 no. It, it, it was interesting to see that the, the how big the cover-up for that area was that they they had the underground city but then they built the city over it yeah we just have no idea how deep this thing goes right and and that in in two aspects yeah, yeah, yes yeah, yeah, yeah. more yeah. than one way physically i see what you did there so she fell without her weapons so she's essentially defenseless and the white fang takes her to the boss and we get torchwick back <laughs> so hopefully neapolitan will show up again because Half the fandom really, really wants her back, too. Where's she been? A little bit more explanation. So, we see him. Swap back to her teammates, who are only just realizing that, oh, she's um, she's not here. Right. You think we should maybe go find her? <laughs> so, they go down and Ublek realizes, we're not looking for an underground crime network. We're looking for an, an underground, underground crime, crime network. network. God, Joel was so on point these two episodes. Yeah, yeah, agreed. (laughs) Um, Yeah, agreed. He was the best choice for this, and the writing for (laughs) Ublek is absolutely hilarious. Top tier. Continually repeating himself. But he tells us that there used to be subway tunnels under the city, that they were connecting all the different parts of the city because the kingdom is huge. Right. Mm -hmm. And that when the city started to be overrun, everyone moved underground. The caves that were going to be used for subway tunnels became cities. They started building in there. They became a subterranean people. Oh, have we lost Jen? I'm going to try again. Okay. Oh, she'll be back. Yeah. (laughs) She, She always comes back. So they basically moved their city underground and were still connected to the larger city. Mm-hmm. But then when an explosion opened up a cavern full of subterranean grim, which then overran Mountain Glen, and the uh, city basically went, we're cutting you off. You are all acceptable losses. Later, bro. So we're going to entomb you here. Yeah. Goodbye. Isn't that a great note to come back in on? <laughs> Welcome back! <laughs> hey, hey, we got a cavern full of dead people. Too spoopy. Hashtag too spoopy. Too spoopy. It's back. <laughs> so they're basically going underground to try and find and save Ruby, and yep. the ending scene is Ublek showing up 15 minutes late with Starbucks. 
as he pulls out his thermos, <laughs> thermos and it becomes a, a weapon. weapon. Thank you. Very, I'm very not- point. Very good point. Somebody on Twitter pointed out. Does that mean he's been drinking his ammo this whole time? <laughs> That's fantastic. Like what? What is I it? I like to think it's versatile. But someone's like, it's either a staff or a sniper rifle. Like, no, it's always also a gun. So why not both? Yeah, no, sniper rifle would make so sense with the coffee and being on a target and and camping out. It it would make sense with his sort of oeuvre, the oobleck oeuvre. Oh, I like it. It would almost require too much patience. True. That's a lot of staying in one place for a very long time. Yeah. I was so excited when he broke that out. I literally, it was one of those things when you watched that, that first episode and he was running around with it everywhere. It was like, you hope, but you don't want to get your hopes up too much. And then as they ended, just bam. And then there first it is. First time I slow clapped at the screen. I was like, Thank you, Ruby. Thank you. If I had not been watching it in a public space with headphones on, I would have been cackling. Oh, I totally really did. Hard. Just, like, yeah! just kind yeah, of. Yeah, no, totally. I just did the slow clap. Uh-huh. <laughs> Nailed it. And guys, as we wrap up this episode, I want to remind you all to go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out all your favorite after shows. We have over 80 different TV shows here at AfterBuzz TV, so check them out. We got your favorite one covered. And go to iTunes. iTunes is your number one stop for all this after show entertainment as well as YouTube. But go on iTunes, leave five stars, rate and comment, and we'll give you a shout out on the show. We actually did not get any shout outs to give you guys in the past two weeks because oh. you all tried to get the poster, so I'm assuming all of you have already reviewed the show. <laughs> Thanks. So if you want a shout-out, you need to go on to iTunes, rate and comment, give us five stars, and we'll shout you out on two weeks. We have two after shows left on the 23rd and one for the Halloween finale special Mm -hmm. on the 30th. Be sure to tune in. The guests will be amazing, and you're not going to want to miss it. Thank you so much, Jen, for calling into the show. I wanted to thank you so much for doing that and taking the time to speak with us here at the AfterBuzz TV Ruby After Show. Yeah, thank you guys. Thanks, yeah. been blessed. One final question for you. Are there any projects that you're working on that you'd like to tell us about or that you can tell us about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know if most people know, but uh, for the DC Universe MMO, I do voices on that, so that's really fun. If anyone plays the DC online games, you Who can do you voice? On there, uh, right now it's just like supplemental characters. So if okay. You're Still, to that random random VO for that is really fun. Yes. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Oh, that's it's awesome. Really All right. I got to do harpies and whatnot. Oh, awesome. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you live in Austin, I'm doing a sketch comedy show with the Austin Comedy Hour on October 21st at Cold Town Theater at 8 p.m., which should be really fun. So. If you live in Austin and want to see me do some sketch comedy, then you should do that. <laughs> you heard our Austinites. Go for it. <laughs> and where can the people find you on social media? Uh, on Twitter, uh, the underscore Jen Brown, and on Facebook, Okay. If you can find me on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have people looking. <laughs> Jen, Jen Brown is a really, really common name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which works to your advantage. I'm yeah, sure you're the that, Jen Brown. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, she is that's, so. that's right. Jen that's Badass right. Redhead Brown. Done. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We had a blast yeah, talking with you. Here. The entire <laughs> chat said, bye, Jen. We love you. As did Twitter. As. Thank you. Yay! Yay! Twitter is the best. All those people. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. <laughs> she was the best. She's a fantastic human being. She was being. the best. Yeah, it was fun. We always get the best cast. This has been unbelievable. Because it's the best show. Oh, I would oh, because it is the best show with the best cast. Could you do the After Buzz exclusive? 
Buzz exclusive. So good. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Like night radio voice. It's so good. After Buzz exclusive. After Buzz TV exclusive. See, Singing dogs. Singing dogs. Buzz exclusive. Someday. 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 <laughs> Well, that's about all we have for this episode. P to the D's, where can people find you? Right there on Twitter. I am P to the D's, D-E-E-S. I also host a show that's largely about video games and all things nerd on iTunes called Pixel by Pixel. We're having Booth Guy on real soon. Awesome. Soapbox Mark, where can the people find you? Bearing the lead. That's You're perfect. Thank you. You can find me at Soapbox Mark on Twitter. Hello. Uh, uh, and I also do the, the NXT after shows here, and we switch off from Ruby to Epic Meal Empire, which I did with my friend the Hobo. Speaking of him, we uh, we do a YouTube show on Soapbox Car TV if you like wrestling, if you like comedy, or not. Come on down, give us a watch. You'll, you won't be disappointed. But what about you? You can find Lord Megantron on Twitter at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And I'm going to cut in. Oh. Hey, yo. Booth guy right here. You can find me on Twitter at Stephen Lemieux, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. I usually don't do this, but I might as well whore myself out on this show. So You're damn right. Totally. You're a good follow. You've been doing that all evening, bro. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what I like to do, Megatron. Wait, you're Katie, sorry. I'm Starscream! <laughs> Lord thing. Starscream to you! <laughs> As I blow the audio levels. My name's Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Kiaget. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on the Arrow and Z Nation panels. Thank you guys so much for watching today. Have a great night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.